Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tumuru Timi. You already know who I am. I run a fashion label here in Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this ready-to-wear premium, proudly Nigerian brand for the past 17 years, almost 17 years. And so I think I know a thing or two. Today's podcast is a second part to a previous podcast I had done sometime last year. I called it My Problem with Bespoke. Today is part two of that um, topic or that episode. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about my problem with Bespoke. And um, I, I took on this part two because of the feedback I got from part one. So there are so many issues I have with Bespoke and so many reasons why I opted out of that business model to the ready-to-wear model. And that's what we're talking about here. First problem with Bespoke, number one, the Bespoke model is somewhat outdated, at least in the way we do it here. In the more developed fashion economies, Bespoke is considered more as couture and you know fine tailoring and in this environment they are really really valued very high very high the way it's done here in nigeria most brands get into the bespoke model because of the very low barrier to entry it's really quite easy to start a fashion label but more importantly you start it with almost nothing you know what i mean you can really start it with just having a tailor having um, a little workshop and you start taking orders take customers money you make things custom for them that's how bespoke is done here but in the more developed economies bespoke is really fine tailoring or couture so one of the problems I have with Bespoke is that it is outdated. And the reason why it's been outdated is um, an issue for me. is because, because it is outdated, it is undervalued. Once you don't have an international arm um, or international best practice for a particular model, you find that people create the rules as they go along. People do what they feel works for them. The customer can't compare this service with an international experience. So, you know, they undervalue it. And we find that a lot of people in Nigeria, a lot of business owners in Nigeria, are suffering from this issue because their services are undervalued, their time is undervalued, their gifts, their talents, are all undervalued because this is an outdated business model that's number one number two another reason why um, I have a huge problem with bespoke is because bespoke does not encourage impulse buying I know generally impulse buying is frowned at by the customer because you know you were not planning to spend this much and then you come into the store and you find yourself spending more than you expect. Now, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad that you're an impulse buyer. You know, there was a research that was done or a, a poll that was taken um, 
in, in the US, I think it was. And I think this was 2011. And it says 7 out of 10 women impulse buy, you know. And um, so it, it's not your problem. It's just the way we are wired, particularly as women. We buy on impulse. And that's because, you know, clothes are a woman's best friend. We love clothes. We love shopping. And, you know, once we find something we like, it's difficult to resist. So impulse buy is a retail phenomenon. It's not going anywhere. Um, Brands actually accommodate impulse buying and plan for impulse buying in um, in their retail plan in their merchandising in even creating their space impulse buying is a big deal in retail and particularly a big deal in fashion retail and one of my big problems with bespoke is it doesn't encourage impulse buy while the customer listening to this might think that's a good thing the truth is we kind of count on impulse buy we kind of make allowances for impulse buy because impulse buy makes even the shopping experience a little bit more enjoyable doesn't it you find something you like you didn't plan for it but it's you know you get it as a good at a good deal it fits nicely you know i hear people say to me all the time that ah i just stumbled on this top or i just stumbled on this pair of trousers i love it i've gone back to get another one so um Bespoke doesn't encourage impulse buying and because of that, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Now, the only way Bespoke will allow for some type of impulse buying is if it is really cheap. Again, I hear people say this, oh, I got this pair of trousers, I got somebody to make them for me. She makes them for 6,000 naira, so I just told her to make like six. Meanwhile, they'll come into my store and buy one pair for the same price. You know, because, you know, impulse buy with bespoke can only really be encouraged if it is rock bottom price. There are exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, impulse buying is almost non-existent with bespoke because you really have to plan, don't you? You have to plan to come and get your pieces bait to measure. Otherwise, um... You don't bother, right? You don't make the appointment. You don't, you know, sometimes it's really a matter of urgency. You are, um, you have an event, you need this out too quickly. So you come in and you place the order for that one piece, you know, and um, you, you scuttle off. So that's my second problem with Bespoke. It leaves a lot of money on the table because impulse buy is a huge part of um, retail and it's a huge part of, part of, fashion um retail um so that's my second problem with this book my third problem with this book it's the strain it puts on your team the strain bespoke puts on your team your team um made up of your tailors your your front desk officers your um your managers everybody that makes up that team bespoke puts a bit of a strain on them because you can't really have a one-size-fits-all solution to every customer and to every um every order that is made every single piece 
of clothing every specialized order every special order has a different set of rules from the kind of uh, material that will be used to make it um, the kind of threading you know the kind of even the sewing methods and I'm talking about the way it is done here now if you're doing it right then you are more specialized in a particular um, type of um, clothing line but the way it's done here it's almost um, everything goes so a customer comes today and brings you chiffon another person comes and brings you jersey another person comes and brings you lace somebody wants to make lace in like five six different styles somebody else like it, it, it puts a strain on your team both the back end and the front end because the front end has to deliver service but more more importantly has to de deliver promises so if i'm saying to um the the tailor that oh this customer wants this piece ready in a week you know but you don't have all the raw materials for this for this particular piece so you're putting a lot of strain and all of demand on your process on your on your system you know and one of the things i absolutely love about the ready-to-wear model is the fact that it allows me to predict exactly what the outcome would be with every shopping experience you know i can determine that oh if this customer comes in this is exactly what she's going to get or not so much predicting what she's buying but i have all her options in my store i don't have any other option outside of what i have so i am an expert in what i am delivering because i have gone ahead to determine what she is going to buy but when i put myself in a situation where i can't predict what she's coming to do i don't know what she's coming to do i don't know when she needs it it puts my system on some strain and this is not good for any business and this is definitely not sustainable you know i was speaking to um my accountant and he's trying to put together some type of a research and he said to me that sometime last last year was a tough year generally um in retail because of uh, um, um because of so many things um the economy and all of that but very not many people know that this caused a lot of businesses to shut down and a lot of them are at the verge of shutting down you know and that's because of how difficult it is to even make any kind of forecasting or plan for any kind of, of um, you know increase in income or budget with bespoke it's really difficult to plan right no matter how much you are charging for the services the truth of the matter is scaling is what creates wealth in retail in any kind of retail if you can't scale be it on the number of pieces you're making the number of outlets you are adding to what you have or the number of um, new customers you can introduce to your to your um, brand then your business can't really grow right you just find that you are increasing based on um you are increasing based on your pricing not based on the number of pieces you are selling so 
that's another problem I have with this book. I think I mentioned this in part one, but I think I need to reiterate it. It is really difficult to scale with this book. Really difficult to scale with this book because most bespokers are the face and the lead consultants in their businesses. So you are the one that the customers want to meet. And when you're not around, you know, they feel cheated. So it's very difficult to scale because you cannot triple yourself, you know. And that's what I love about Ready to Wear. And I have to say, Ready to Wear in Nigeria even gives you more of an advantage than Ready to Wear in the more developed fashion economies. And that is because we have the opportunities to have our own factories and we have the opportunities to produce with factories that do short runs without spending significantly more. In the more developed economies, it's very difficult to access factories that do short run and almost near impossible to just wake up one day and have your own factory that can do everything you want. So because we are still quite hands-on and we are not as far gone as um, these other economies, we have a huge advantage and, you know, they are looking into us now they are looking at how they can scale back and start um, doing things a little bit um, better you know so you're finding more and more factories offering short runs not enough though even though they offer them at really expensive rates so we are finding more and more people looking into Nigeria for production now you know we we have our infrastructural challenges so it's not allowing us to fully take advantage of this but we are having more and more demand for production in Nigeria because we accommodate short runs and of course we are the forefront of Afrocentric style so that that gives us a huge advantage but not as a bespoke as a bespoke you are still making this one thing you are still over servicing the customer you are still doing way more for the customer that you sh- that you are charging for and this does not really allow you to scale does not allow you to grow it does not allow you to create wealth so that's it that is um you know my problem with this book part two and um, I want you to consider this when you're considering um, this business model I know that starting a ready-to-wear brand is not easy you know there's absolutely nothing easy about it but the business in general is not easy the business of fashion is not easy entrepreneurship in itself is not easy so um, it helps if you are knowledgeable it helps if you learn from somebody who has done it before. So you know what I'm going to say next? If you are considering ditching the bespoke and coming to the other side, um, then you really want to take the online course, how to start a ready-to-wear label in Nigeria. You want to take it because we have based this on practical experience from my 16 years of being in this business. And we have touched on a lot of topics you need to know even as a fashion entrepreneur um, and hopefully that would help you in this journey and navigate this um this this route so thank you so much for listening thank you thank you thank you um my today's track i did promise you that we're coming back with a track it's going to be a surprise so um listen to it enjoy it and um please 
share share this podcast with your friends and your network and with anybody you know is in the fashion retail space and even with creative entrepreneurs in general this is the only reason why i do this people i do this and give you access to all these insights and information that i have because i am eager to see more creative entrepreneurs more fashion entrepreneurs be successful in their business and make bank that is important people that is really important so thank you so much for listening enjoy the track speak to you soon bye